You're listening to episode 5 of the Sovereign Sessions. So hey and welcome to this episode of the Sovereign Sessions podcast. If you're new to this podcast, my name is Kathleen Sylvia Salens and I'm the founder of the House of Unfurling, which is a website with coaching, wisdom and resources for women walking the priestess path. Today I want to talk to you about shadow work. So... <clears throat> It's actually a really interesting period of time right now. So I've actually been journeying through shadows myself in the past couple of days. Um, it's now May 2nd and I feel like as a collective we'll be dancing with shadow for another two weeks. It feels like another two weeks, maybe a bit more. Um, so... It's going to be really interesting because on the one hand, we're now fully in spring and there's such a joyous, beautiful energy. Um, and at the same time, as we are kind of exploring all of this, this beauty, fertility, pleasure, abundance, and we're really visually seeing all of these energies manifested into physical form through nature, through spring. We're also internally in our own journeys, we're going to be taken, taken down into the cave quite a lot over the next two weeks. Um, so... It's like, um, it's going to be like exquisite pleasure and beauty on the one hand and like this sense of life being like so delicious and the potency of fertility and abundance. So there's that absolutely beautiful magical kind of energy that we are experiencing and then on the other hand, um, we are really going quite deep and we're going into the darkness of our own shadow behaviours and programming and patterns. Um, so I wanted to actually dive into this today and give you three tools or insights that you can use um, to journey through these next two weeks with a heightened awareness, I would say, of how shadow work shows up in, in your life and insights into your own process. Because, you know, you may have heard me say this so many times already, but like we're, we're billions of people and all of us are different and unique and beautiful individuals. And so the way that things show up on our journeys um, you know it does differ differ from one person to another as well 
So I wanted to give you some pointers um, so you can, and I will base them on my own experience and examples, and then you can take that and uh, go and really look within your own life and journey and see how your own shadow work and invitations into shadow work, how that shows up for you in your own process. Because again, like everything really starts with awareness. And in a way that is the medicine and the gift of shadow work is that it constantly brings us into more and more clarity and awareness about who we are and who we have been showing up as, so the masks that we wear. And then also all of the things that we do not want to see about ourselves. That is why we call them shadows. Um, as people, we have a tendency to think of ourselves as walking in the light. And then we don't really want to acknowledge that there is also with the light, always the shadow. And so many of us really in a way, have a lot of resistance coming up uh, when life itself itself invites us into shadow work. So that is what we're going to be exploring today. So first of all, um, when we look at shadow work, I also often call this uh, shadow dancing because to me that is more what it feels like. Um, and it, to me, the very first point that I want to make is that shadow work or shadow dancing is a natural process of life. And I feel like through our, throughout our lives, we are constantly being invited into more clarity about who we are, how we show up in the world, and if that is something that um, we wish to move forward with in the same way. That is what lies at the core of shadow work for me, is really this awareness of how it has been and really seeing all the ways that it has been, the ways that have been hidden from ourselves, um, not necessarily from other people. I think this is very interesting as well. Whenever we meet our own shadows, it's very often very confrontational. But then when you talk about it with other people, they will kind of say like, yeah, but, you know, I've tried to point that out to you before. And we were really receptive to it. It couldn't land for us in our awareness. Um, <clears throat> so it is like this natural process. And for me, it feels like life itself and our journey through life is inviting us into shadow work. So what exactly does it feel like when you're invited into shadow work? So first of all, shadow, <clears throat> shadow can reveal itself in different layers of intensity. So sometimes you start journaling as part of your daily 
daily morning or evening practice and suddenly you become aware of something like you have this insight or aha or light bulb moment and you become aware of something and it shift it shifts something within you so that is like to me you've been willing to look at what what was going on for you you've been doing the work with the journaling and then there has been a shift and that to me is more or less the same thing as shadow shadow dancing except that this happens in a very easeful and light like light-hearted effortless kind of way and then <clears throat> it goes all the way in intensity to days where it feels like you're stuck in a pit of tar <laughs> or mud and everything is dark around you you don't know where you're going you don't know what hap- what is happening um you feel like so confused and overwhelmed and lost and things feel very intense in your body and that is usually um when we hear people talk about shadow work that is usually what they refer to is that there's more very intense experiences so but we have these experiences throughout throughout our lives and i feel like the difference is that for many of us when we're in our unawakened stages of our journey through life um we just don't really have the tools and the awareness to recognize what is happening we just think that we have run into a couple of absolutely horrible days and we don't really land fully into the medicine of the shadow so we don't fully unlock the full awareness um that would enable us to leave these patterns and lessons behind when we go into shadow work um through the stages of our journey where we are awakened which to me means that we have stepped into like a very clear awareness of our life's journey and of this guiding force that underlies that life's journey and so we have this awareness that we are being guided through our experiences and that none of them are really happening to us but they are happening for us because life is ultimately all about all about growth we understand that there are no coincidences um we understand that what happens is always an invitation into more growth whether it is something that is like exquisitely beautiful and exciting or whether it is something that feels intense and dark and awful so when you can step into shadow work with this awareness that is really a part of your life life journey and that you're being invited into this to step into heightened awareness 
to step into more clarity about who you are and how you've been showing up and that this is really an opportunity to excavate medicine and to walk away in a sense of self that is much more, I would say, free, uh, an experience of life that is much more free, then you can be present through the shadow dancing in a completely different way. So I'm not going to go into that in too much detail here, um, but if, if you're interested really in... in um, the process of shadow work, the invitation and how to move through that into the medicine. I actually have on my website, um, if you go to the menu, it's called courses. Um, and then just scroll that page. There is actually a mini course um, and it's called Embodied Impact. And it's actually not a mini course because it's like, it's like three hours, I think, of video and audio. Um, but I call it a mini course because yeah, it's, I've made it like super affordable because I really want this work to be available to as many women as possible because it talks about our natural impact, it talks about the link to our purpose and it talks about, um, it gives you a walk through, through a process of shadow work and what that practice can look like. Um, so you can find that on my website, it's like um, I think 27 euros that it's priced at right now. So it's like really low, low barrier uh, investment for you to step into. But what I want to really explain today about shadow work and shadow dancing and how life guides us into that is, um, you know, the way that I would like for you to take this forward into your own journey is to really sit with this awareness that it is not random and so when you have like these days when everything feels like so intense and confusing and you can feel like something is happening but you just don't know why and you're going through so many like moments of like low intensity, um, like sadness, anger, grief, overwhelm, all of those things. Um, and you can really feel like this confusion, right? Then I would invite you to take your jhana and kind of sit with the question, like, this is something that is happening. I'm not aware of what it is right now, but, um, I know that this is happening guided by my higher mind or you could call this your soul self, your higher self. But there is a bigger picture. So when you can bring yourself back to that awareness that there is a bigger picture that you're moving through, it helps lessen the intensity of the experience you'll still feel it but it helps lessen the intensity in because you suddenly understand that even though right now you're feeling confused you're not going to stay here because that is not there's 
because ultimately there is something that you're moving through and so you're going to come out the other side with clarity. So even though it feels confusing now, it, you're not going to stay in that space and that makes us available just to move with the process with less resistance. So the way that Another thing actually that I would like you to play with in those moments is this visual image of what this journey could look like for you. And this may be something that you play with in your own mind, your own journaling time, when you're not in a process of shadow work or shadow dancing, more like in a regular, normal, I would say, routine for you. Um, then it's really fun to play with this, like when I go into shadow work, what does that look like? What image comes to me around that? What does my process look like? What does my invitation look like? Um, <clears throat> and so sharing my experience with you is, to me, it's like I feel myself being invited into darkness and it feels like this, I would say a dark cave, but not a very fun one. It's not a, a fun dark cave. It's, it's got like creatures and weird stuff. And it's really not a pleasant experience. Um, so, but there is, to me, the initiation or the invitation really feels like being invited into an experience of descent. So going down into the darkness, into the gate, into the cave. And it feels, it's an, an experience like I can feel that within my body, right? It usually takes me a couple, like a day or day and a half to understand that I'm in a process of shadow working or shadow dancing. Um, and by then I'm fully locked into that confusion feeling and all of the ickiness <laughs> and the intensity. But then I realized like, oh, all right. I actually felt that happening. I felt myself being, being moved into a, dis a descent I could feel it in my emotional body, in my physical body, in my energetic body. I could feel myself being, being taken into the cave. So when you're in the cave, and again, you know, the images that come up for you around this might be totally different. So for me, it's a cave and it's dark. I can't see anything. Um, there's like mo moisture and mold on the on the walls. Um, it's got these tar-like substances that I'm wading through. So the thing is, at one point, there's like a piercing energy that comes in, and it's like an illumination that comes in. And that is where I usually have these visuals of um, excavating the gems. So like within the cave, there's gems that are embedded 
and I'm going down, down in a cave and through the experiences that I have in the cave, um, I'll be excavating eventually a gem, uh, one or more, more gems. Um, and those are like the medicine and the gifts from this experience of descent into the cave. And the funny thing is, once you have that experience of illumination and you can kind of feel yourself like stepping into the medicine and the gifts of the experience, the cave for me in this example becomes just a normal cave. And it's like this quite pleasant, like cave-like structure you would have in some forests, in mountain areas. And it's like sunlit lights and beautiful rocks. It's completely different. It's so incredible, really. Um, and that to me is just like, okay, <laughs> we're done. So I really would invite you to sit with that first kind of insight like this is not at random. Um, there is a higher mind that is guiding your experience and to just step into heightened awareness of, you know, when I feel myself being invited into shadow dancing or shadow work, what does it feel like? Um, and is there some like imagery that to me is associated with that experience? So those are two journaling reflection prompts that I'm going to uh, give you for, for this first kind of insight, okay? So again, it's, it's kind of all related with one another. Uh, and I think at the end, it's going to give you more insights, more tools to really recognize when you're going into shadow working. Um, so the second, insight or tool that I want to talk about with you is um, um, patterns. So our shadow work can, like I said, can have like different intensities. And I would like you to, again, take some time and to really explore for yourself within your own life and your own journey what patterns show up for you um, depending on the, the kind of intensity of shadow work that you're doing. So as an example, when I'm in a really intense type of shadow work, like intense, intense, um, that is when I find myself resisting um, but also running away so what I mean by that is I will suddenly start binge reading so I know for some people um, they go and do some binge watching <laughs> of television or Netflix or YouTube um, for me it's, it's binge reading and what that does is it's a very specific type of of books that I read and I'll read I don't know maybe 10 in one day 
and I'm like a really fast reader so but what happens is as I read I read and read and read beyond my actual limit and it's like my brain starts to go into overload so I'm not even present to what I'm reading I'm skipping details I can't remember names of of the characters in in the books I wouldn't be able to tell you <clears throat> it, it all kinds of starts to become one story in my mind and physically I am exhausted so <clears throat> I and and what I've seen from that when I look at that I can recognize that this is a pattern that I have when I go into a phase in my life where there's too much confusion, there's too much overwhelm, there's too much intensity and for me that's typically something that happens a, co a, a couple of times a year when I'm really doing some intense shadow work. Um, basically that is how I know also what I'm what I'm moving through because I don't otherwise I just don't do that that is not my typical kind of behavior when I'm reading I do it only when my nervous system my body my emotional body is just going into like too much intensity with what I'm working through <clears throat> so one of the things about shadow work is that it brings us face to face into confrontation with our own shadow which is something that we don't want to see and so I'm going to give some examples later on of types of things that come up that can come up in shadow work um, <clears throat> but typically it's something that we're very resistant to we just don't want to see it we don't want the lesson we don't want to insight we don't want to move through all of this emotional muck we just don't want it it's too much we can't be with it and when that happens that is typically when we go into some quite intense kind of um, patterns so <clears throat> so my most intense pattern is to, is definitely like binge reading um, so I'm, I'm really asking you to kind of sit with this. If you go through a very intense kind of experience, um, <clears throat> which is not necessarily linked to any experience in your actual day-to-day -day life at that moment, right? So it's really like you're, you're moving through something in your emotional, physical, energetic, mental body you're not moving through something happening in your actual day-to-day -day life. Um, and so what is your pattern that you go into when it's too intense? So that is my first question for you. So some of the things that come up for me when I'm going through something that is shadow work related so it is dancing with my shadows but it's not like really intense um i'll find myself suddenly wanting to do a lot of baking and it's going to be the type of baking where i have my hands in the door in the door so i'm netting bread i'm netting pizza door <laughs> i'm like just really needing to get my hands in there um 
that is incredibly soothing for my physical and emotional body. And when I'm doing that day after day after day, again, to me, that is a pattern, a, a, a typical behavioral pattern that I'm going to because something is happening within me that is like, I, I need an outlet for that. It's too much, it's too intense, it's confusing, I can't quite see my way out and then I need something like, you know, physically working with, um, with just baking and dough. So, <clears throat> again, another question for you is like, what are the types of behavior, behavioral patterns that you step into when when it's when you're working through something and you can't quite see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's just a little bit too much for you um not too intense but still you you need this kind of outlet so when we talk about this um i want to bring in how this relates to our nervous system because when we look at our nervous system, our nervous system, when things become too much, um, it typically has a couple of responses. And so one of them might be to fight. Um, like you're giving a lot of push back to whatever is happening, okay? You don't want it, you don't want to be faced with it, it's too much on your on your on your being, it's too much on your nervous system, your emotional body, your energetic body, your physical body is going into kind of the sensation of too much. And so you're pushing back against the experience. And so that is one of the reasons I think that for many of us, um, we're not trained in how to deal with intense emotions. We're not trained in how to deal with uh, shadow dancing. So for many of us, one of our first initial instinctive responses when the invitation comes in and things start to feel uncomfortable, um, we, we start to go into it, intense resistance. Like we push back. We don't want the experience. We're pushing back and we're pushing back. And that actually is quite exhausting. Okay, so, and it's not, we can't, keep doing it. You can keep doing it for a bit and then you're going to have to shift into another type of response. So that is fight. Um, the, the second type of response is flight. And um, that to me feels like what I described with... Um, well, actually, no, I didn't describe this one. So when you go into flight, you're going to start to want to distract yourself. And in my experience, what that could look like is I know something is asking for my intention. So there is shadow dancing that is happening. I'm being invited into the dance. And I'm not going straight away into massive resistance, but I do find myself kind of telling myself like I'm going to be sitting down and journaling about something later but right now I'm first going to do the laundry and empty the dishwasher and maybe oh this would be a good time to um, make a lasagna from scratch 
<laughs> or I have to sow some seeds or maybe I can reorganize and rearrange some of the furniture in a room oh, and it's like I'm looking for distractions like all over the place and um, yeah so it's it's um, it's the sense of being busy being busy being busy but in a way that prohibits you from actually sitting down and doing the shadow dancing so that would be the flight response and then we have the freeze response freeze is what I described with my habit or my pattern of going into binge reading and it's because we are we don't know how to handle what is happening and so what we're doing is we're freezing our actual presence in life and numbing it out so that we don't have the capacity anymore to feel the intensity of what is happening and what is calling for our attention so it's um it's like we're trying to overload our system in a different way like really numbing it in a different way so that we're not available anymore for that intensity <clears throat> now what could that look like in different uh, patterns or behavioral patterns um, <clears throat> You might actually, you know, what I describe like binge watching, binge reading, um, you might actually go the other way and instead of like not being active, um, you're actually going into hyper activity. Like suddenly you can't stop working out. You're like, you feel like you need to go to the gym, like two three extra hours right now that is another way that sometimes we look to um, to just I would say that's more like flight so try and distract ourselves and try to run away from what is happening within our bodies and our inner experience um, <clears throat> other people do it with um, with alcohol and that is more of a numbing response again it's too intense and we can't really handle how it feels and so therefore we are seeking to numb our our body so that it becomes less available to feeling the intensity of what things feel like <clears throat> so there are so many different responses that we can have to this uh, you might find that when you're being called inward into some shadow dancing that you start to become outwardly like very aggressive and looking to start fights and you're taking out the intensity on other people or you might um, actually start to fall back into patterns of emotional eating so <clears throat> there are so many ways so many ways that we 
we go into resistance or we go into numbing or we go into running away around shadow dancing. So this is my second invitation to you. The second tool for you is to sit down and to kind of explore uh, what types of patterns that you have witnessed yourself co go back to um, either every once in a while, like maybe two times a year, or more regularly. And then to see like, okay, what happens actually when I do this? For instance, what kind of outlet am I seeking? What kind of inner experience am I running away from when I do this? And so again, this is going to help you step into heightened awareness around your own process of shadow working in your own life's journey. And then the third tool that I want to share with you today is linked to senses. So specifically the clear senses. Um, if you're new to this, then again, I'm not going to go into detail around the clear senses in this episode of this podcast. Um, but if you're interested in learning just a bit more about that, I have actually uh, another short course on my website. Um, it's called Deepen Into Your Intuition. And again, you're going to find that under the menu tab uh, courses. Um, but that is one of the topics. We, we discuss the different clear senses. And there's a guided meditation as well to help you discover your dominant clear sense. Okay. But so having awareness of your clear senses is really useful when we talk about shadow work because very often our process of shadow work is going to be guided again through our clear senses. So let me give you an example from my own um, kind of journey and process. So my, I would say my three dominant clair senses are clairvoyance, clairsentience and claircognizance. And so the way that that shows up for me in my shadow work is, first of all, um, I will feel myself go into this descent. Like I explained before, it's like a physical and like emotional energetic experience of feeling myself being drawn into, pulled into, invited into a, an experience of descent. So, and that typically like happens through my, through, through, through feeling, right? And then there's the um, second aspect for me to the way that I experience my shadow work is through images. So I think this is probably why very often when I'm going through a really intense um, couple of days of shadow working, it can feel so... <clears throat> overwhelming and confusing and intense is because it speaks to me the experience speaks to me in images and I will have I will be going I will be, I will be going through my day-to-day -day life um, and at the same time I'm going to be receiving like flashes 
of like a still movie and the way that they show to me are very often like more black and white rather black and white than color i would say um and it's like a very i can i can see it so clearly it's like black and white but very sharp contrast like almost 3d um, a moment from either my actual life experience or uh, a moment <clears throat> that I haven't actually lived but that is representing a metaphor for something that I'm needing to come to terms with, right? An aspect of shadow that I'm needing to come to terms with. Uh, <clears throat> and so that often, that to me feels really intense it adds to the intensity of the experience because not only not only i'm going through an experience where it's it feels like foggy confusing overwhelming i don't really know what is going on until you know at some point in in the process i realize like okay no <laughs> it's it's shadow dancing and we're going to you know land on the other side of this but uh, <clears throat> what happens is with the images especially, they are very confrontational because they show me um, they show me how I I will use the word failed, how I failed to show up in the way that I thought I was showing up. So, the thing with shadow, like I said before, is that, you know, it shows us things that we don't want to see about ourselves. Um, and it's, um, it's like when you're then seeing it in images or whichever way it comes to you, it is very confrontational. Okay, so that explains part of the intensity of the experience. So, um... Uh, let's see. And then another thing that happens for me is like knowing. I will know, I will have the sense of knowing like um, this experience or this image or this memory or this like metaphor kind of thing is linked to this shadow dance that you're going through at the moment. So when I look at that, I'll see like little dots on a map and at first they seem unrelated. And like I said, I don't know what is going on. So it feels like random, unrelated. But then the more that I go through this, the, the more images that come to me, uh, <clears throat> I will suddenly start to realize that there is something linking all of them. And usually when that happens, that is very shortly after, I will have my moment of illumination because I will have like this aha moment or this big insight that suddenly lands. And that is the way that I prefer to explain this. It's, it's something that suddenly opens up, um, an insight that opens up and suddenly I know what all of this was about and what is what it is showing me. And it shows me then... Um, just you know it, it it helps me land into heightened awareness around some of my own patterns of behavior 
and where I haven't been in congruency with how I thought I was showing up or who I thought I was, I was showing up as. So <clears throat> it's um, the shadow dancing brings us into heightened awareness. And then from that space, we then have choice. Um, it kind of like delivers us of, or opens up, us up into choice, new choice. Because now you have this awareness about this pattern of yours and you can really like take some time to think about, okay, um, how do I want to see this player play out in the future? You know, if I end up in a similar situation again, um, <clears throat> would I do things differently? Now that I know this, would I change things? Would I change how I show up or how I respond? Or, um, or maybe, maybe not, but you have the awareness now that you can use and play and work with, okay? So number three in terms of tools is to reflect on ways and in which your senses um, are being used in your process of shadow working. Because that is really going to help you recognize much earlier in your process, um, you know, when you're going through another another episode, another, another um, shadow, shadow working episode, okay? So <clears throat> talking about shadow working, like what is that really all about? So for me, it's about bringing us into an experience of heightened awareness about ourselves and giving you an opportunity for new or different choice. That is ultimately what it is about. Now, <clears throat> shadow and light coexist. So when you're going through this process, it feels confrontational because there's parts of you that you don't really want to see or acknowledge as being parts of you. But then as you go through the process, what happens is um, you're not destroying the, the shadow. You're not suddenly um, annihilating the shadow. You are simply witnessing the shadow. That is what you're being asked to do. You're witnessing the shadow. Okay, you weren't aware of it before. Now you're really being shown um, in whichever way that is for you, but you're being shown that shadow. You're being asked to witness yourself in that shadow and to see that shadow as having been a part of you. And then what happens is usually you're going to start to shift in it to an experience where you can make peace with the way that you show up as a human being and you're not perfect and that means that you're making peace with having as having aspects that you love about yourself and having aspects that you hate about yourself and i'm using strong words at the moment intentionally um, because usually what happens is you're going to see that merge into more of a softer 
and gentle and compassionate self-acceptance. So it's not really about loving or hating. But um, I'm using these words on purpose because in our society, and I think just as human beings in general, we prefer to see ourselves again, you know, in light. We prefer to see the things about ourselves that are pretty and lovable and kind and we don't want to see the ways in which we are manipulative and selfish and egotistical and uh, and, and just straight away like horrible in some ways. So again you will land into an experience where it feels more merged and softer um, and more integrated. But what's so interesting about using words like love and hate is that you can actually use your reaction to other people as a way to reveal more of your shadow without actually going into a self-guided kind of type of shadow work. By which I mean... Um, there are people in this world that you have a lot of resistance to and um, that you push back against. (laughs) Again, that experience of pushing them away, pushing back against them, right? Um, So people that you have a lot of judgment about, um, people that you don't agree with their behaviours with, people that you just have this instinctive kind of like really harsh resistance and rejection and it feels intense in your body, like you have a very strong response to them. Um, These are people very often who will embody or show to you an aspect of your own shadow. And when I first heard people talk about this, I was like, yeah, maybe. Um, But then as I did more and more of my my own shadow work um i started to see this more clearly and especially with some of the more recent things that i've worked through um i can actually see them in some of my like close-knit circle kind of people um and so that has been like so illuminating because everything that I was pushing against within another person is actually something that was quite um, a huge part of my own shadow. So um, that is another awareness actually to just play with and sit with and explore for yourself. But um, knowing that it's really about things that you don't want to acknowledge within yourself is really helpful when you're going into shadow working or shadow dancing. Um, Now, typical things that I've seen in shadow work, uh, both within myself, my own experiences, and, you know, when this comes up for clients that I'm working with, um, some of the things that come up can be things like, you may think of yourself as a very kind kind person however 
So that would be um, when I say we, we love to think about ourselves as like light, right? Um, so you might actually think about yourself like, yeah, you know, you're, you're a kind person. But then when you go through some of your shadow work, you actually realize that you're not kind. <laughs> you're, you're, you're nice. But there's a difference between kind and nice. Kind is a, a choice that you make an energetic choice that you make and that you carry with you in interactions that you have with yourself and with other people, okay? And with animals, like with anything. And it's like a very grounded energy, very rooted energy. It's rooted within your being and it's rooted within your core values. Nice is more of a surface level behavior, but underneath, underneath the nice behavior, you may actually have an energetic signature in that moment that is absolutely unkind. So this is a, one of the things that I have been working through quite recently, um, and that was quite shocking for me because this distinction between nice and kind um, wasn't really something that I had ever experienced in a very energetic, clear way. And with what the shadow process showed me through images and feelings and knowings um, is all of the instances where I thought of myself as having been a kind person. But in reality, I had been nice with an underlying seething energy of anger, resentment, jealousy, um, arrogance, privilege, and like generally like all of the icky stuff. <laughs> so that was so interesting for me to, to see and to witness and to and, and I'm actually really happy that that is now fully landed into my conscious awareness because now when I have interactions with people or with myself I can look at them and and kind of really reflect back within myself in that moment like am I just being superficially nice which is basically just trained behavior or is this truly coming from the energy of kindness, which is one of my, like, I wouldn't say core value, but just a really important value for me within my own life. Other things that might reveal themselves to you as a shadow, okay? Um, where have you been manipulating people? Where have you been um, discounting people? Where have you been afraid to speak your truth? Where have you been saying one thing but actually meaning something completely different? Where have you been like a real kind of bitch <laughs> towards other people and in relationships. And again, <clears throat> all of these questions 
um, I think we all do this within our identities as human human beings. We all have parts or elements of our being and our energy where we have these tendencies and they are very often stimulated by what we what we see what we see around us um, either in the people around us or the media the movies so you know when we look at love relationships for instance very often they are very codependent and very manip manipulative um, the way that they are portrayed so it kind of it heightens our own tendencies towards this type of behavior and at the same time we may also be people who um, think of ourselves as being very strong and independent and being kind and being uh, open and being trustworthy and being um, like um, wanting to do what is right and wanting to do right by the other person and so we push away our own experience of ourselves in actual life situations as being manipula manipulative or being um, obsessed or being seeking validation seeking the buzz and the rush that we get from other people's responses to us. So we, we don't want to see it, but it's there. And so to us, it is a shadow. But to other people, it, it can be very visible. Um, and so our own higher mind, our own higher self will be taking us on these journeys of shadow working, shadow dancing. Um, whenever we're really ready to come to terms with some of the ways in which we have been showing up in ways that we we don't want to right ways that we reject within other people ways that we resist within other people ways that we judge in other people um like when we talk about codependency for instance or obsessing um I used to really hate these types of movies um, and kind of manipulative behavior of the women towards the men um, until I realized through shadow dancing um, you know that I definitely had my fair share of that same manipulative behavior and obsessive behavior and codependent behavior. I just didn't want to think about myself in those terms because I thought I was a very strong, trustworthy person who had a very clean and clear energy. And so the fact that I suddenly, through this shadow dancing, realized that I had a lot of all of the icky stuff, you know, and in underwoven underneath the surface so the surface is what looks good and underneath that is the energetic signature which can be very you know filled with all of these seething kind of 
icky kind of energies that we don't want to see. So shadow work, what it really does is help us become more and more clean and clear and pure in our energetic signature, in our interactions with ourselves and with other people. So shadow working is basically, you could call it like a, almost like a purification process. Um, but so again, that doesn't mean that we uh, annihilate the shadow. We just come towards a much more integrated place. And from that integrated place, we have the awareness of the shadow being there. Whereas before, before we did, we did the dancing with the shadow, we didn't have the medicine and the gift of it. We didn't know that this was part of who we were or who, how we were showing up in the world. Now we know. And so now we can move into our future interactions with ourselves and with others from this knowing. You know, you can ask yourself like right now in this moment, do I still have like this manipulative grasping energy? Do I still have this... Um, unkind energy whilst on the surface thinking that I'm being kind but it's really just being nice um, so it really enables us to to stand within ourselves in a much more conscious and purer way so that is what I wanted to share with you today um, the battery of my phone is dying so I have to stop anyways but um, I hope this was useful to you and I hope that you'll be taking the questions that I offered to you in this recording and that you'll be um, doing some exploration for yourself because to me shadow work, it is one of the more, most like intense experience that, experiences that we go through on this journey and it doesn't feel good. Okay, um, but at the same time, to me, it feels like so deeply rewarding because after doing this work for like, let's see, five years now um, that I've been aware of this dancing with the shadows and this process that I'm being invited to and then move through and come out the other side with new awarenesses, um, I feel like it's really helped me step into um, sovereign embodiment. It's helped me step into myself from a place of much more self-acceptance. Um, to look at my own humanity, which is both light and shadow for all of us. To look at it with more self-compassion. Which means that whenever I show up, um, as less than who I am intending to show up as, um, that I can, you know, forgive myself. Um, and, you know, it does still happen. It does still happen that I leave some kind of interaction and maybe, I don't know, I got triggered in some way. And so, suddenly I snap out of the awareness and the conscious presence and some of my behavioral patterns are triggered and in that moment I act again from a shadow. Um, 
but now I can actually look back at the interaction and I can say like that wasn't really you know I can see where I lost myself in that moment I can see kind of the shadow behavior that was activated I can see that I wasn't able to bring myself back in that moment I wasn't consciously aware of what was what was happening in that moment because there was another trigger going on and I could see that now looking back I can forgive myself for it and I can train myself in being more attuned even more attuned to my shadow patterns and in doing that I feel like I am becoming more and more present in all of my interactions both with myself and with other people so I hope that this was useful to you um, and I'm going to leave it at this and I'm so excited to speak to you again soon bye Ooh.